Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... From a Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. As you're standing up, you've seen it uh, just at this house that's directly north of you. Uh, yep. standing on the steeple of the house oh, but no, as you kind of rub your eyes to, to confirm that you've seen it it disappears from sight cool and um the one thing that is a little bit surprising is that it looked quite young how big is it is it like five foot tall or yes okay so you're what you know of pixies it just seems strange because in the stories, the pixies were always really small and, and you've always thought fairies would be really small too. Yeah, okay. okay. I don't know what it is though. Just a you creature just, with wings. You think that it, I mean, you think that it looks like a, a fairy, but they're not supposed to be real. Yeah, okay. Okay, we are back. So, as I stand up, um, I see something. And I point to the top of the house to the north and go, look at that! But it's disappeared. Indeed. But when you guys turn to look at whatever it is that Zach is pointing at, there's nothing there. What, what, what is it? What was it, Zach? Oh, I was enjoying my dancing. It was a girl. And she had wings. And she was really pretty. Really? Ooh. And she had long blonde hair. I'm gonna go have a look. She I was not as pretty as me. And she's disappeared. She was much prettier than you. Oh no, no, she didn't. No, no. My mom says I'm the prettiest one. No, no, you didn't. When you say that, Atreya, uh, all of, uh, for a sudden though, your hair seems to shine a little bit brighter. I'm gonna race to the. I'm gonna race to the tree there. Is it? Is that the building he was pointing to? One no. on the right. No, the one to the north. No, he was pointing to this building over here, which is uh, kind of north okay. of where he's kind of laying down on his bump, on the uh, pointing at the steeple of that. Okay, building. so I'm going to race over to um, the tree there and start climbing it to see if I can get onto the roof. Okay. Uh, as you start climbing, strangely, uh, actually, give me an insight check, please. This will be in the tower. Rolling away. Uh, as you start climbing the tree, you notice that it's not as difficult to climb as it usually is. It's almost as if the branches are kind of helping you get up and you have no problem at all uh, with the normal movement getting up on top of the roof. So where, where was where was she, Zach? Where? Where? So I'm... I'm oh, oh, me too. I'm going to go too. over there and, and run over there under the, the pitch of the roof and... And I think for a minute that I see dust, shiny dust, sparkly dust, falling down on me. And I go, up there, As you the dust. imagine that there is dust uh, falling down on you, sparkling, 
uh, Falker and Rowan. Indeed, you actually see strange little glowing dust is falling down on Zach's head. Ooh, what's that? Falker wants to run up there as fast as he can. Can he climb that tree too? All right, you try to climb that tree as well. Uh, I need you to give me an athletics check. Come on, wizard gnome, you can do athletics. Boom. And although you don't notice at all the trees uh, having anything, it it does. Uh, you do manage to climb it. it. Don't taking not taking any scrapes, but it certainly wasn't. It it wasn't when you noticed that uh, Rowan got up there. It, it almost looked like she flew up that tree. For you, it wasn't like that, but you definitely managed to get up. I'm going to run around in circles underneath the pitch of the roof, trying to get as much of the dust on me as I can, and jumping up and down on the ground, trying to fly, because I Fokka. think it's like magic dust. Foka, Foka, do you see the dust? <laughs> right. Do you see the dust? It's beautiful. What about you, Atreya? Atreya, Atreya is just completely caught up in her sulking, and she moves over to to the fireworks box that was under the table, uh, south southeast of her, and uh, yep. just grabs the box and she hugs it like it was her. I don't know, kind of like a teddy bear, just in this protective fashion, and slowly turns around. But um, she has this, you know, very. Um, defensive look on her face and she only turns there halfway so that they don't see that she's really interested in what's going on well falker and rowan certainly don't notice a dang thing but little zach is very perceptive and he does notice that familiar look to his friend and he knows exactly what's going on so yeah otherwise uh, rowan and falker what are you guys doing up on the roof so guess, falker, look at this i'm gonna balance on the top and go and, and look like I'm flying. I walk up to the edge and start balancing on one leg going, look at me, look at me, I'm flying. So can I, can I see the dust too? Yes, all of you would have seen the dust. It is, it is stopped though. Look, as, look, uh, I can, Zach has I managed do, to capture most of it into his hair. Look, I can <sighs> do dust too. I'd like to cast color spray. Okay. Towards upwards to the dust. The dust has stopped. It was falling from the roof and falling onto Zach's head. Is, is that not what it was yep, doing, that's Zach? Right. It's fallen on my head, and yep. now I've got dusty. I've got sparkly bits in my hair. Yeah, sparkly bits and in I his hair. And I can fly. So you can want I to fly? cast color spray, and where are you doing it? And what is the Oh, intent? okay. So, like, wait, the dust is coming from yeah. the roof. It came from the roof where Rowan is standing right now. Oh, uh, disregard. Okay. Okay. Never mind. That's not what I want to do. <laughs> All right. uh, I'll do minor illusion just to create more dust and like just spread dust <laughs> yeah. everywhere. And is, is it going to be the same dust or is it going to be just like dust? Uh, it dust? can't be the same dust. Uh, dust, dust, sparkly dust. Okay. Uh, so you do that and you ca cast this uh, dust as you did as a minor illusion and it comes down uh, falling all about your head, Zach. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't moved yet. All right. <laughs> And as it comes down, it comes down in not a gentle uh, fashion as had previously been as, as you imagined. <laughs> this one comes down like a big lump and it smacks you in the head. And it, it actually, you're like, it was like you actually got uh, hit by something. And 
you're a little bit surprised as you look back up at Falker. And you can hear that in the background, Atreus just... <laughs> and quickly, quickly moves over to the other box. Not to have the others notice that she, that she was laughing. Because she's sulking all the time. Of course. Come on, guys. Let's go back. So I move from underneath the pitch of the roof. As I go past the table, as I go past the table, I grab a donut and stuff it in my mouth, and then pick up the box of fireworks. Before, actually, hold Can on. I do any of that? You do that because Atreya was doing something before you said that. Now, first thing is, um, I forgot to mention, is when you guys woke up. Uh, you knew that you were Zach, you knew that you were Atreya, Rowan, and Falker, but there was another name that's been in the back of your mind. You don't know where you know those names from. You don't remember who you were in the slave camp, but you do know that name, and it's meaningful to you, but that's all you remember. Okay, that being said, Atreya, what were you doing as you were sulking? You were, you were going to go and grab the other box? Yeah, she was she was kind of giggling to herself, and uh, she As moved Zach over to the other box. By more dust. That's right. So what I'll do then is I might just put that uh, inside the party sheet. There we go. Fireworks box. Did the mayor say where we had to bring them? Uh, he just had he did indicated just bring them back to him. We're going to go back to his place and we're going to see Stella at the same time. Not, not Stella. Isn't it Stella? I thought it was Stella. Zelda. <laughs> so, it's at this point that Rowan jumps off the roof and lands. Uh, tries to land on Zach. <laughs> Zach, catch me! <laughs> All right. Uh, you do jump uh, off the roof uh, in order uh, and have... Zach to do it, and he turns up. Zach, can you give me a perception check? Perception check. Can. <laughs> That's real one. I do not see him coming. Uh, you do not uh, hear her in time to turn. Uh, uh, Rowan, you do not fly as you come barreling down towards Zach's head, but just at the very last moment as you plummet, your speed reduces incredibly and you land softly on top of Zach's head. Oh, did you see that, Faulkner? I give flew. me Give me a uh, dexterity check to see if you can keep your feet as you land on his head. Save or check? Uh, check. Okay. Doesn't really matter. That's a 13 for a 16 total. Oh, you did pretty good. Um, you do manage to keep it. You, you can't uh, particularly balance on his head. You slip off of his head and your feet land to the right uh, on his shoulders. And you do manage to keep your balance there. Atreya, look at me. Look at me. Zach crumples under the weight of him. Her. <laughs> uh, he, who's on top of me? Rowan. It's Rowan the halfling girl. <laughs> Rowan the halfling girl. <laughs> She's probably yeah. pretty light. <laughs> I'm not very strong. Yeah, you have no problem keeping her up. Actually, you know what, uh, Zach? Let's let's just see. Give me give me a, a strength uh, saving throw. Let's see if you do stay up under <laughs> such light weight. Yeah, you have no problem. 
you needed to be so, a DC five because she's really weighs next to this one. So Andrea's I, now, I just... now reach up and and grab a hold of her um, calves and walk around with her on my shoulders. Look at me! Look at me! I'm a strong man. Now we just need a trench coat. <laughs> what are you doing, Atreya? You're grabbing the other box. You guys are such dummies. But that that brings me to something. Let's let's get rid of these fireworks. I have an idea. And she she lights up. As you say that, Atreya, for a brief moment, uh, as she says that, as she goes and reaches towards that firework box, and her her attention is is caught up on that fireworks box that she's about to pick up, Falker. For a moment, you see a strange. A cone-shaped hat appear on both Rowan and Zach's head for just the briefest moment before it disappears. He just starts bursting out laughing. <laughs> and pointing. <laughs> so I'm to... going to get down from the roof now. <laughs> I walk over to the table where the food is laid out. Yep. Right, And then I turn to face the food. And then I step back trying to put uh, Rowan off off balance so that she'll face plant into all the food so I I uh, dexterously jump off <laughs> okay so you try Clunk. to attempt to do that which takes a level of dexterity so it uh, does. Zach you can try to do that you will need to uh, it's difficult for you so you would need to do, beat a DC 15 whereas Rowan uh being up there and having the height advantage of height, your dexterity check is a lot easier. You just need to beat a DC eight. So you do manage to aim uh, correctly, Zach, and you throw her off your shoulders, but she's a little bit too nimble for you. And although you, your intention was great, she managed to acrobatically avoid taking that face plant, planting her hands on the table and doing a flip off of it. As I land, I pick up I pick up a donut and head for the fireworks. So as I as I land, um, my butt's probably around his head height at the moment. He hears the slightest. I get off the table. Oh man, you could have done that so much better. Tell it, tell a delicate one. Rowan lets it rip. It's a girl. Yep. Simon I grab a donut it. and head over for the uh, and pick up the the box of fireworks. Atreya has already picked it up. In that case, I'm going to start heading off back to the mayor's house. Okay, Come I mean on, she guys. has two boxes right now, so yes. one of those you can definitely take. There's That's two boxes part. in the party sheet, so you can each just grab one. Just pick the hexagon, drag and drop it into your inventory. Now, now that everyone's not looking, Falker realizes he needs to get off this roof, and he's going to try to gingerly not crash into the ground. <laughs> Is doing okay, that. so you take your time and you have you slowly move down to uh, rejoin your companions. Okay, uh, so you guys collect the fireworks and and now you are heading off to um, the mayor's the, house. The mayor's house. Um, are you going directly to the mayor's house? Yep. Okay. Unless we see a unicorn. If we see a unicorn, it's a lost cause. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's I'm true. so with that unicorn. Yeah. Or if I see the good-looking girl again. Like, yeah, that's it for me. The one that was standing on the roof. You see it all the time. I'm going to hunt her down. I was going to say. You're not that attractive. <laughs> and every time, every time Atreya uh, looks back at you, Zach, and re recalls this bit about this girl that you mentioned, her hair kind of looks a little bit sh more shiny each time. 
Your head's going to catch on fire soon. I like what you did with your hair, Atreya. So pretty. Okay. So, as you guys are start strolling towards the mayor's house, uh, at, at one point, you're, you're just about at his house, you see that Mayor uh, Burson is kind of standing in the open door, looking across the way to the carpenter's house, which is just across the way, and you see a woman standing at the back entrance looking up uh, at um, the stairs that lead up into the back part of her house. Uh, and she's got a, her arms crossed in front of her and uh, uh, with one of the right arm that's crossed on top is is stroking her chin. She's got a, a, a look of pontification. Uh, but as you get closer, uh, everything starts to fade away. And once more, you no longer find yourself uh, in the bright, sunshiny day of the town called Glavist. But you find yourself once more uh, in the dark, where cicadas are singing in the distance. Uh, everything is quiet. Uh, there's no motion. Your eyes crack open. And before you, you kind of see Angus is laying down uh, uh, on the ground and he's just shaking his head as if trying to clear some cobwebs. Uh, and you hear a commotion coming from outside as well. So we're just waking up, are we? You are just waking up. Angus is disabled? No. Uh, he is, is clearly Sorry. waking up at the same time you guys are waking up. Oh, he, he's not disoriented. It's not like he's been hit over the head or anything. There's a commotion going on outside. Yep. Was, was Angus playing one of the donuts in that? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe he was Who the knows? mayor. Uh, you can hear some some uh, shouting going on from outside, and you hear some commotion. Uh, in uh, Angus quickly then uh, gets back up to his feet, looks about, looks. He, you can, you guys can give me insight checks in a tower. So this is our normal characters, right? Yep. Oh, Jesus. Uh, 22, 21, 20, and a 19. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't have to repeat just because you, you forgot to do it in the tower. That's fine. Uh, you guys are all, when you see Angus, uh, the look on his face, uh, it is clear he is completely, has been caught off guard. Whatever just happened, uh, his eyes are wide open. You've never seen him with this, this look on his face. And he looks uh, uh, dumbstruck. You also recall everything that just happened clearly you you don't forget anything everything is pristine in your memory of what just happened well now Cl oh. clicker no notices notices this this dumbstruck uh look on his face right is he is he turned towards the the entrance like about to look outside or anything yes uh as he, he as everyone can hear the sound of of footsteps uh as can angus and uh that look he starts to immediately wipe that look off of his face as uh he opens up the uh tent flaps uh he he actually in fact he's about to open up the tent flaps but he turns around really quick and looks at you guys again uh very clearly uh looking at your neck manacles to make sure that they're still in place before then, he once more turns and uh, places a hand uh, uh, at the pouch that's at his waist. 
uh, as if, if grabbing something, and then turns around and then opens up the tent flaps, and he looks like... I'm just going to turn to Volan and say, Falka. What? I want to know what he's grabbing. Give me a perception check. You are not sure. So I you, just, you can only make sure. What about the commotion that, that outside? He is grabbing at his Sorry. pouch. Is it is it panic screams? Is uh, it just people talking? Another insight check in the tower. Okay. I will tell you. You're you're sure that it's uh, the sound of excitement. Okay. So people are excited about something that is happening outside. It's not negative ins- excitement, but positive excitement, right? Mm, you okay. don't know. It just sounds excited. You're not sure if it's negative or positive. Okay, you're back. So, uh, explain uh, to me what a sorry. Do? <laughs> I, do, I don't mean to seal show, but explain to me what a what a neck manacle is. What, how how do I need to? Oh, so. Basically, handcuffs, but for your neck. And, and what is where it attached are they attached to? to? Yeah. yeah. Oh, chain. Chain between the, the each neck manacle. So, not not like a handcuff. These ones are designed specifically for your necks. And uh, there's a chain between each one. And you guys get only about three feet of and play. Okay, so what are we all attached connected. to? What are we anchored to? Are we just anchored to each other? To each other. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So Thorn whispers up to Clicker and goes, Oh, what do your bird eyes see? <laughs> uh, yeah, Cl- Clicker, Clicker seems to be wide awake. Like the moment she, she realized what, what was going on with Angus, um, she, uh, she tur- turns towards... Going on outside. Oh, really? Wow. Excitement. I I quickly try and have a look, see what's going on out there. Uh, as you quickly take a look to see what's going on out there, it's still uh, the sun has not come up. Uh, the yellow orange light of the harvest moon is still shining uh it, it was a full moon out so the the light is not bad you can see that it, it comes through the the tent flap at, at which point bashir comes uh uh open uh, through the flap and he's slightly out of breath uh do i actually have a picture of him that i can share i'll share later um so he's a well-groomed uh dark fur uh, he's got just that gentle bit of fur on his face where his hair is similar to a lion's mane in the sense that his sideburns uh, go down quite long and it jo- joins up with his hair so it's all very flowing and he comes uh, uh, throwing open the flaps and looks at all four of you and he's like let's go to my tent we go my tent immediately and he indicates to uh the, the guards that are there and and you can see that behind uh, um, outside of the tent you can see that there's a few more guards and they all uh, quickly uh, start hustling you out and it's still the the same guards that um, that were at the front that you'd seen before uh, when you first came in um, 
when you first came into into the the tent it was somintu and ka uh they are the main ones who start hustling you long angus coming up behind them bashir leading the way and I as you exit to... the tent yeah, sorry go ahead yeah i was gonna say i was trying to uh catch as many as much information as i can from our surroundings what's going on So Clicker okay. is just uh, clicking away as if she was doing a sonar and um, scans the area as quickly as she can. She moves her head rapidly. Seems you, you, wide awake despite being being a little sickly. So this this is one thing that you've noticed about this area before, and I probably didn't do uh, I, I didn't describe this. So where you guys are at, um, you are in the foothills uh, of the mountains. Uh, and where you are, there are these strange mounds uh, that have what look like um, some structured stones about them. And you've been here for a few nights. And almost uh, every night, you'd seen what looked like wisps coming out. On this particular night, there's certainly a lot more wisps than any of the other nights that you've seen. Um, significantly more. And that was the Mabazaha Mountains, the foothills of the Mabazaha. I'm giving it my best shot at how to pronounce that, Mabazaha. Anyways, um, so this this is your guys' tent here where I'm showing you kind of like in the center of the map. It's it's. I'm only just showing you to give you an idea of what the place looks like. Lord Rishi's tent is here uh, to, directly to the west of where you guys are, whereas Bashir's tent is directly to the south. Up north is kind of one of the main areas where they all the other slaves would be held and there'd be guards all about the encampment. So basically you're ushered out to Bashir's tent that's directly to the south and it's not far from where you guys are. Your tents are always uh, co-located quite closely and I'm not showing the entire camp because there's a lot more. There'd be a chef's tent as well as a quartermaster um, and where the, the uh, pack animals are being held as well. Uh, altogether, your guys' caravan size is probably close to 60-odd people, uh, and 30 of them, uh, outside of yourselves, are all slaves. Um, so you are quickly ushered into Bashir's tent. And Bashir's tent. Guards would have been taken outside. You guys would have been ushered inside his tent. Uh, and he would have been in there as well. Let me just, so for those who are listening, I'm just showing them on a map what it is that it looks like, uh, where they are located and what it looks like inside the tent. There are a lot of carpets. This looks like an, like an oriental leaders kind of tent. Yeah, it is a lot of carpets. Uh, in fact, I, I probably should have described that bit too, because I do have that mentioned here. So... Um, Bashir and Lord Rishi's tents are very similar. They're similar in size. Uh, they kind of follow a Turkish style, uh, a little bit plain, but within ostentatious. Pillows are set against the edges of the tent. Uh, there's a table in the center. Uh, both tents will almost always, yeah, there's snakes in this picture, but that, they ignore them. They don't actually exist. Uh, both tents will have a, a tea kettle uh, and cups always on that table. Uh, there would be a chest. Uh, or at least one chest that would be out in the open that you you know that you can see in each of the tents. 
And on uh, Bashir's table is that box with the uh, pinkish fungus inside it. So you also would have noticed that Bashir's tent is not as meticulously maintained as Lord Rishi's tent. And you would have noticed that uh, at times uh, that the chest in Lord Rishi's, you would have noticed that it always looked like it was locked because anytime he ever went at it, uh, he would always unlock it and it would always make sure that you guys couldn't see within it. And every once in a while, a slave might come in and cater towards them when they're in a tent, when you guys are having your private conversations. This is the very first time uh, you guys have been brought in together. Uh, and of course, the difference is now is that you've got this turtle with you for the first time. So uh, Bashir sits you guys down right away. And uh, he pulls the the uh, pink fungus out and he puts it inside his tea and he takes a long, long pull. And he's also got uh, a couple of other herbs that are sitting on the table. And Volan, you could probably give me another nature check to see if you recognize them in a tower. Calling for nature a lot here. I should just add it to my bar. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, you've been rolling ridiculous with your nature checks. All right, give me a second. Drag you into the other channel. Uh, the other leaf that you notice is a pale green colored leaf. Uh, that's kind of got a little bit of some thorny ridges on it. Um, this leaf has been given to you guys before at odd occasions, and you've come to recognize it from some of the stories that you've heard as a leaf called Olus Veritas. And you know that this leaf... Uh, from what you'd learned in the past is can be used to basically help a person go to sleep. That works. Okay. All right. Uh, so you'd notice a couple of extra herbs on the table. Uh, and he looks at you guys and indicates to, to sit down. Well, so it happened, didn't it? You felt it. You seen it. Uh, I need a, a, a little more information. I'm sorry. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. We were somewhere else. Glavist. A town called Glavist. We were somewhere else? What? Where were you? I was... A, a, a man named Russ. I was inside a kitchen. That That is uh, concerning. Uh, at least you weren't a donut. A donut? Uh, now come never on. Mind. We're being serious now, aren't we? I've treated you well? Tell me. Um, I need to know. You guys chained up and we've been slaves, or these guys have been slaves for a year. And you say that you treated us well. Why don't you perhaps unchain us and tell us what's going on? And we can perhaps tell you more. Uh, he pats his hip and you can give me a perception check, uh, Norbit. But the other three of you guys know what's at the side of his hip. 
yet, Norbit. You uh, have no idea what he's patting at the side of his hip. Just change my name back to Norbit. Make it easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly didn't last oh. very long. Damn. Oh. Okay. Well, well now. On the fly. Norbit, just steady on now. Listen, um, but we are in some sort of strange land. We were uh, different people. It was all very strange. How? How did you do it? What did you do? We we went to sleep. We didn't do anything. Did, did you do something? No, that can't be it. No. What makes this day? And then he looks directly at you, Norbit. What did you do? You're the new one. You did it. What did you do? You don't have anything left on you. How did you do it? Well... At which point he pulls the rod out from the, the uh, from his side and he looks at you. This is no game. Sir, I think you underestimate me and my new friends. At which point he triggers the, the, the rod Give me an intelligence saving throw. Okay. I should have said, you need to beat a 12. Uh, you get hit again, and you take another point of psychic damage. But the sleep that you had was enough that you healed, so you only got one point. So I'm not adding anything next. As the, the blast hits you, giving you a splitting headache once more. This is not a joke. I need to know what happened. And again, my friend, you need to understand that where I come from, I've done. You're never going to get anything out of us like this. We need to know what's going on. You need to set us free. Then we can tell you whatever it is that you like. He is not our friend. He did not do anything. But I do not know what you were talking about. We slept and we dreamt. That was no dream. You were in Glavist, weren't you? Who were you in Glavist? Tell me now. I don't understand what is or who is Glavis. The town, the town. You were in the town, weren't you? Well, uh, uh, what did this... I mean, we were in a town, but uh, describe the, the town. They were talking about some kind of a festival, but... I mean, those were the minstrels back in the common area. But I had to deal. There was some damn thing in my kitchen. I don't know. I couldn't see a bloody thing, but bloody pots kept jumping around all of a sudden please explain i don't understand how could a dream not be a dream that's what i expect you to tell me you're at fault here it has to be you can i see whether i know anything about this area and um if there's any sort of magical yeah uh, actually you can in play lines in fact uh what would be for you related to your background that would be you think investigation or no? yeah possibly investigation either that or history i guess and now we have silence uh yeah silence because i'm just thinking history i suppose with your background but uh, it's up to you. You're happy to, for me to go investigation. That's fine. Well, I was actually thinking religion, but... Our religion? I think investigation is more apropos. Yeah, let's go with investigation. 
uh, in okay, the tower. Rolling yep. in the tower. Um, all right. You don't know much, but this is what you do know. You rack your brains and you know other channel. You know that the mounds are barrows. That is for sure. You know that they're, the barrows typically are burial mounds. Uh, you have no idea uh, what might be buried here. Uh, but that there's wisps uh, is, I mean, wisps are, are known uh, often not to be the most kindest of um, energetic creatures, uh, but that you've been here for a while and they've not ever done anything uh, hostile is a little bit strange. But one thing is certain that wisps and these mounds, definitely barrows. Other than that, you don't know. Okay. Okay, back. So, um, Thorne looks to Bashir and goes, Look, I, I, I think you're looking in the wrong place. Have you ever thought that maybe uh, the location where we stopped tonight could be the cause of this uh, uh, mischief? You know, all around here, these uh, burial mounds, there, there could be any sort of uh, mischief-making going on from the uh, likes of the uh, other world. And you... Um... Volan, you know that you've been with Thorn long enough and he's indicated to you that these are burial mounds and that makes a lot of sense to you because you know that those pink mushrooms that you knew what were mm -hmm. are often found in uh, caverns or where the dead might be. Mm -hmm. And so Bashir's like, to, to, to you, Thorn, you think I'm a fool? I know this already. Well, why, why do you think that we would do something here? This, I mean, we're just lonely slaves. Look at me. I, I can't do anything. And nothing. This doesn't trigger any memory from childhood. Well, I mean, I, I, I was a, a halfling in, in this dream. That, so, I mean, you look at me. and Do I look like a halfling? Oh, a halfling in a dream. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, I was a bloody dwarf. How? This is very strange, but it seemed so real. You were in this, this town called Glavis then. I, I Well, it, there was no name on the town as such, but it was a small town. It seemed to be celebrating something. They were, we were organizing fireworks. I, I, for some strange reason, I really wanted to find a unicorn. Who would have thought? Indeed, a unicorn. You don't say. I mean, that's not real, though. You didn't, you didn't, there was no unicorns in that town. I, I don't know. I mean, I was pretty sure there was something to the north. Hmm, interesting. I wonder then. All right, this is what we're going to do. And he indicates the the uh, strange pale green leaf on the table. All right, I need you to, each of you to eat that in my tent right now. You Only want one us to piece. go back to sleep? Yes, indeed. Let's see what happens when you go back to sleep. And he calls out, Rishi, Rishi, I know you're at the door listening. Get your 
get your head in here. And uh, uh, Rishi that indeed kind of looks in. He looks a little bit annoyed as he sticks his head in through the door. Yes, I heard everything. Just a minute. And he goes, uh, he, he uh, heads out uh, at that point and he uh, comes back after probably about five minutes. It doesn't take long at all. And he brings back uh, one of the slaves. And you know this slave's name is Opal. Uh, a female uh, catfolk. And he pushes her inside. Well, she'll do the trick. And she looks, uh, Opal looks uh, as worn as you guys do. Uh, clearly still rubbing sleep from her eyes. And uh, at that point, uh, Lord Rishi uh, pulls his head back out of the tent. Uh, not, not Clearly not far away. And uh, Bashir's like, looks at her. You as well? Did you dream? And she kind of gives a nod, yes. Good, good, good. Sit, sit. Take one of the leaves. And he looks at all of you. One apiece, just one. I take one. Okay. Uh, are you going to eat it? Well, I mean, if he's instructing me to, I will. Yep, he's definitely instructing you. What about the rest of you guys? Uh, Volan walks up and he looks to his companion and he says, Only one, two, and you may never get up. <laughs> he eats one. Clicker, Orbit, the Opal uh, grabs one and she eats one as well. Clicker. Oh, uh, Orbit's new, so he's not going to do it. What about you, Clicker? Clicker, Clicker is clicking, and um, you see this defeated, defeated expression on uh, between between her feathers. Her her eyes are half closed, and uh, yeah, she's probably resisted quite a couple of times during this. During these four months, almost. Yep, you you have. But this is not the time. You guys, in fact, this leaf isn't actually that strange to you. Although you might not know the name of it and know um, exactly all of its properties, you do know that uh, at times you've been forced to eat this, and it does make you guys go to sleep. Uh, other than and 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 always, you've never ever taken more than one leaf. Uh, that has been uh, carefully been looked after. So it's it's. You know that it's not dangerous, but you also know that um, taken too much, you start building up a, a bit of immunity to uh, to the leaves. We know what the side effects are, other than sleep. May uh, take too much. May include drowsiness, nausea, <laughs> vomiting, <laughs> diarrhea, pregnancy, loss of hair, <laughs> teeth fall out. <laughs> Sudden visions of <laughs> blindness. Oh no, hang on. That's only when you're a young teenager. Yeah, you, uh, only when you're 16. Yeah. Um. So you got Norbert. You wouldn't be a. Um, you well, wouldn't no, be aware of this. You I haven't actually no, I, taken I, one of these leaves before. Well, that's the thing. Would I have? Would I have taken one? Would I know this? Not these. Leaves. I have not these leaves. So no. In uh, your that trip case, there, you wouldn't have had any of these ones. Yeah. So in that case, no. I'm not going to take am, it. I don't know enough. I, I've just walked in. So. Am I already asleep? Uh, 
Having known what it is and accepting it, yes, you would fall asleep almost instantly. Uh, and uh, Ol Volan, if you did it, you would have fallen asleep. Clicker, yep. are you? Were you going to take it? Yep. Okay, so Clicker, Opal, four of them are are asleep, and Bashir looks just at you, Norbert. And I'm just looking at my companions and trying to figure out how they can be, how bad it must be that they just give in this easily. But you know, mm -hmm. they've been here a year, but no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, Norbit, uh, you don't look at it, but it, um, Bashir, it, he looks at you uh, with consternation, but he's also, between you, he's looking at the four that are sleeping, uh, fixed fixed in, 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 in his gaze at them, looking at you uh, intermixedly, and every time he looks at you, he, he's got a look of, um, uh, up. he's, he's definitely angry uh, as this happened, that you haven't done it, but he watches... Um, the other four to see if anything changes and with that i will leave it there for tonight and we will continue on in two weeks from now hooray i'm mick and i play norbit hi my name is ryan also known as unlucky geek on mixer i'll be playing the trollkin warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me, the GM, storyteller, and imagineer. I'm Dagobah. So until next time, good people, adieu. <laughs>